1: Hey, 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 it's your boys, Chad and Cheese, ready to drop another episode of HR's Most Dangerous Podcast on your eardrums. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm so pissed right now. Alrighty. On this week's show, iSims goes cha-ching. Indeed's parent company gives Google for jobs a big F-U, and Smashfly introduces the world to Emerson. Stick around. I think Chad has a rant stewing inside him.
2: Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S O V R E N.com.
1: So much smarter than human beings. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not too hard to do if you're just on Facebook for a few hours. It's not. Uh, you got a rant inside of you, but we're going to get to shout outs first yeah. and keep keep the audience waiting uh, for this. Uh, I'm going to start it off. Huh? Last week when I went off on HR tech, mm-hmm. uh, justifiably so in my mind, yes. um, I mentioned that uh, I said that Todd Raphael, my editor at ERE, had dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> and when I when I went back... <laughs> When I went back into the actual conversation, there were no F-bombs dropped. Uh. So although although Todd you know, relayed surprise yeah. that I was not uh, given a press pass to HR Tech, he did not drop an F-bomb. He's way too classy for that. Uh, it's idiots like us who drop F-bombs in podcasts. So just want to clear that up. Todd, you're all good, man. Don't worry about it. No F-bombs. Well, Ed from Philly didn't drop an F-bomb, but I bet he
0: wanted to. So he he actually tweeted, boo, uh, hashtag Chad and Cheese won't be at HR Tech. He's not happy. Uh, and he actually came up with his own hashtag,
1: hashtag free Chad Cheese. Which I love it. I think T-shirts are in order. Um, maybe billboards at uh, in Vegas for the show. Yeah, yeah I love it. Thanks. It. Thanks, Z. Appreciate it. Um, shout out for, uh, Jason Crowell, uh, last week I talked about Google dropping, uh, related searches on its homepage Mm -hmm. and had a talk with him. Uh, he was the one who actually saw it first that I know of shared it. Uh, talked to him he gave some insight which we might have time for at the end of the show to, to discuss but cool. uh, Jason appreciate it uh, he's a recruiter out in Colorado for a trucking company very so nice. shout out very
0: nice well a couple of shout outs for our friends at jobs adX at and uncommon who are going to be at HR Techs startup pitch fest so uh, if you're gonna be there, Go to PitchFest and check these guys out. A couple of uh, awesome companies, JobAdX
1: and Uncommon going to be pitching out there. Not to be mistaken with BitchFest, which is what <laughs> will be happening uh, after hours when drinks are are, are consumed. Uh, shout out to Jennifer Henley. Yeah. Uh, some of you may have attended our webinar this week on high frequency hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer is an executive with NAS Recruitment Innovation uh, the the webinar was sponsored by Talru, so shout out to, to both them as well. I'm but Jennifer that. did a great job. Uh, She's a Mountaineer, which my my wife uh, really likes. And, uh, you know, let's go Mountaineers. (laughs) Shut up.
0: So (laughs) and also shout out to some of the attendees who participated. And we've got a bunch of participation that happens. Kathy Plum, Claudia, Adriana Maddox, Jacob, Michelle and a bunch of others. Thanks. Thanks for attending, guys.
1: (laughs) Did you just say Michelle and like no last name?
0: Yeah, because right, she like yeah. had Michelle like
1: hyphen or some shit like that. So <laughs> Michelle, Michelle knows who she out. is. Nice, Michelle.
0: Michelle knows who she is. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't listened to, to last week's firing squad with Zap Info, you have to listen to this episode. Doug Berg, who I call the grandfather of RMPs, uh, he didn't like that, but still. Uh, <laughs> He he pitched, did a great job. Uh, you've got to see how it actually came out in the wash, but you've got to listen. There, there's some really good history and some good innovation that's happening there.
1: Dougie Fresh, dropping Dougie bombs Fresh, on Firing Squad. Love yep. it, love it. Well, I'm going to give, I think, our first shout-out to Deathmatch. Yes. Uh, those of you know that we are... Uh, in bed, so to speak, with TA Tech and really engaged <laughs> with those guys. Oh uh, man! They, they came to us and said, "Guys, how do we how do we liven up the show?" Uh, and after a few brain brain fart sessions, we came up with Deathmatch, which is which is a Final Four competition. Uh, competing four, pitting four startups against each other. Yep. Uh, Chad and I are going to be judges. We're going to have a surprise judge and then, uh, I guess, another judge, hopefully, mm-hmm. to, to garner who the winner is. And for the first time, we can finally mention Deathmatch as well as who the de- Deathmatch competitors are. Yes, we have Uncommon
0: Canvas. One of our favorite, one of our favorite domains, GoCanvas.io. Um, talk push, <laughs>
1: uh, push it, push it real
0: good. And Alio, so uncommon. Canvas, talk push, and Alio. And just so that you know, I would really appreciate it if you not say in bed with TA Tech because Pete and Repeat having that visual is never something I want to have again. Yeah, we want people to attend the conference,
1: (laughs) not run away.
0: Uh, Shout out to Disability Solutions, our transcription peeps. Um, Okay, so we're always giving people shit. We just did with Canvas, gocanvas.io, about their URLs. Well, Disability Solutions had a very long URL. It was work.org and wanted to give them huge kudos because they moved from that long-ass domain to
1: simply disabilitytalent.org org it's amazing when brains actually come out in business it's uh, it's very nice and refreshing and
0: it was it was cool too though because Doug said and, and this is one of the things that we always ask um, you know about the rebranding and whatnot he said that he always has a name that he starts off with with a company and Doug sold plenty of companies and it always evolves into something entirely different so they went from web clip drop to zap info um, and that's just again just a guy who's done this before, this is normal. You know what that little story
1: of his made me think of? What? Remember It's Big? Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Itzbig. Yeah. And they started out with, we don't know what it's going to be, but it's big, whatever we're doing. And they never changed it from that, and they're gone now. But good people behind the organization, but it made me think of It's Big. So any of the old timers in the industry that remember It's Big, just have a moment of silence for uh, the death of, it's big, yeah. No shit. It wasn't. It wasn't big. No. My last shout out again with TA Tech. We're going to be uh, hopefully doing some video interviews, which we've never done before. Yes. Peter Clayton, who a lot of people know, does some stellar work with video and podcasting. Uh, we're going to do these videos. If you, your company, are interested in being interviewed by us and having some mad uh, social media. Uh, juice coming out from that. Uh, go to chadcheese.com. I think there's a link on the homepage, or you can reach out to us directly. Last from
0: my side. So, this is something that you actually put in, in uh, our Facebook group, but you didn't say it. So, I'm going to. Okay. Here's a glass door review on Career Builder. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the actual review and quote Continuing to work at Career Builder now feels like looting a corpse. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Okay, so here's that's so good. Oh, yeah. If if you're bored at work right now, just go to Glassdoor and search Career Builders reviews. It's they're just classic, they are entertainment galore. So, so I actually have some, some gossip around Career Builder, which I know is a surprise, but apparently, um, what I've heard is they have a new uh employee agreement that they have to sign with a disparagement clause that essentially says you will not disparage the company, talk shit. Uh, at any time prior to or after or in during your employment with Builder. So Builder, if that's true, is certainly noticing. Um, if, if anyone out there has a screenshot of the language that's in the new employee agreement, please send it to us because we'd love to see it.
0: Yeah. And just so you know, you're going to stay anonymous. And that's all there is to it. Just send us the stuff. If it's legit, we're definitely going to check sources. But send that shit to us. <laughs> I think it's time for a chat rant. Oh, dude. Chad yeah. Rant. So, okay, so this is about Clearances, right? Security clearances and how they actually affect the workforce. Um, now stick with me here because this isn't political, but you know, security clearances being ripped away from American assets like, you know, John Brennan and Hayden and Comey and many more have actually started the conversation, um, that I've heard on the news and now on social media about why they just don't strip clearances from people after they leave service in the first place. I mean, have, Have you heard this?
1: Uh, I probably fell asleep during (laughs) it, but I have heard mentions of some sort of security clearance issue.
0: So there are a couple of things here. So first off, military veterans have always had an issue translating skills and finding jobs. And we're always talking about, you know, trying to help military veterans find jobs in the civilian world after after serving their country. Although ones equipped with uh, security clearance and individuals who have those security clearances are much more marketable. And can find jobs easier, right? So when you have a security clearance and you're coming out into the civilian sector, working for a Lockheed Martin or maybe some other federal contractor, you're more marketable. So the thing is, if you're asking why, one of the reasons why is because for all of our veterans that are that are out there, it actually helps them get jobs much faster um, if they have the clearance. And security clearances aren't lifetime, guys. They're renewable, right? So that means that you have to go through a vetting process again and again and again. So this isn't something that you just get handed to you. And to give you an example, so I mean, a certification to work in the intelligence community. Let's just... Look at it like that, right? So so if I ripped a security clearance away from you um, after you left the federal government or or military or what have you, it would be like it would be like if a developer leaves an organization and they lose all their certifications, yeah, right? It also or maybe like a mechanic. I mean, should they lose their ASE certification when they leave their employer and have to re- reestablish it again? No. The cleared community, uh, they they depend on this and it just makes damn good sense. And we're looking at this the wrong way. We're looking at it as why does this person have a security clearance? It should be more of America needs these individuals to have these clearances so that they can be read in in certain circumstances and be able to provide us with network intelligence and background if they can't do that because they don't have a clearance, then guess what? They're not worth anything to us, and and they are an asset. So just so that you know, it's good for our military, and it's also good for individuals who have that knowledge to to continue to get that uh, that clearance. So this just makes sense. And for all of you out there in social media land, do your research, ask more probing and smart questions. And then you won't look like dumb asses when guys like me have to actually school you. And you don't want to be schooled by Chad, believe me. No, it's hard not to call you a fucking idiot on Facebook. Let me tell you, I don't,
1: but it's hard not to. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about DHI uh, a lot and that's usually tied to dice. Yeah. But we, we sometimes forget, you know, clearance jobs mm-hmm. is one of their properties and one of the only growing properties, uh, in their arsenal. Uh, so it's clear like this is, this is a definite need and that it's an important topic. It's not necessarily my lane, but. You go to town, man. If you need to rant on that, it's a workforce thing, dude, and that's what we have to take a look at. We don't look at how things
0: impact our work and our people. This impacts our work and our people and our our intelligence community overall. So, ran over. Nice.
1: Can we talk about ISIMs, please? ISIMs getting paid this week <laughs> uh, announced on Wednesday, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they, they, okay, so ISIMS has raised roughly $92 million to date, which is not chump change. Yeah. Now, they've been around a long time. They've had one major investor uh, in that time. They have a new one now. Uh, what's interesting about this, and your opinions are welcome, is they did an undisclosed amount of mm-hmm. raise. Which is kind of odd when we're talking to you know like VC and equity type folks like they usually want to let let people know so I'm not sure exactly what to read into that although I'm sure it wasn't in the you know fifty thousand right. dollar range I'm sure it was a pretty significant yes. amount of money um, but good for them I mean my takeaways are uh, when you raise that kind of money there's usually you know. Uh, An IPO in the future uh there's a sale or something in the future to cash out that investment i know that we talked to colin day and if you haven't listened to that interview uh Mm -hmm. you should do so but you know uh, taking money means investors that want you know cash out so to me am i going to be shocked if we see an isims ipo in the next two three years no Um, or maybe an acquisition potentially, although I don't know who's going to acquire them. um, I would argue that ATSs are sort of becoming commoditized, although I'm sure every ATS would disagree with me on that. Um, What are your thoughts? I
0: I think we are in a place where we are continually to see companies, not just startups. I mean, companies like Isims, who've been around for well over a decade, Who need to stay in front of the competition or morph into something entirely different. And the only way that they can do that in the time that they see feasible is to be able to take cash. It's the only way to do it. They've been able to obviously evolve just with their own revenues, um, which I think is awesome. But again, to be able to spark that kind of growth and perspective development, um, it, it takes more money it definitely takes more money.
1: Yeah, it almost feels like an arm ra- arms race at this point. I mean, there's so much money going into this biz- into yeah. this industry and I think that a lot of it too is is being inspired by, you know, Google, Facebook and Microsoft getting into it big time. Like investors that see that say, "Wow, there's there's gold in their hills and they want to get a piece of that." Whether it's through acquisition by those companies or, you know, investors, retail investors getting excited because uh, that space is heating up. Um, So, yeah, the the time is right. I sims, very smart people. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't do this stupidly. Um, And I suspect that it'll, it'll be a a smart investment, you know, in the next few years. Well, remember during the interview with colin uh
0: he called google the savior of our industry so you know and isems is working very closely with google on the enterprise api side of the house so think of this Mm -hmm. they are already being they are already starting to institute or they already have instituted google search api into their into their job search now there's the candidate API search that you got to see. You got to know right now that iSIMS has been working hard with Google to be able to integrate that API, that candidate API job search in there. So, yeah, I mean, the, the savior of our industry, putting all those APIs and things together. I, I think you can see where this is
1: going. Yeah, and I think we're going to see more acquisitions. Of course, we've talked about the Text Recruit acquisition. Yeah. Um, those guys have hired some nice C-suite executives. Yeah. I mean, they're they're moving up to next-level stuff. So it's it's fun to watch, and uh, ups to them out there in New Jersey. I awesome. Sims. Well, Smashfly is a company we don't talk about too mm-hmm. much, although we're doing an interview with them uh, soon. Their head of marketing—is that correct? Yeah, Jay Z for the uh, the uncommon exclusive, I think uh, this month. Jay Z, yeah. So, uh, so we won't touch on this for too long because I'm sure we'll talk about it in the interview. But Smashfly announced uh, introduced us to Emerson, right? Their chat bot. They're as competitor, their Alio competitor, I guess. Uh, for Fortunately, there's finally a male name in the uh, the <laughs> chatbot world, which is refreshing because there's there's just too much sexism in the chatbot industry. Oh but, yeah. Um, any thoughts on the uh, the the introduction of Emerson? Yeah, no, I think it's it's awesome because we we actually had this as a
0: major part of one of our podcasts uh, months ago where we talked about uh, Paradox Olivia and Hiring soft, So a couple of different uh, organizations who were starting to partner with Smashfly. Now what we're starting to see is the fruits of that labor. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to, to having the discussion with Josh and really kind of pressing them on what the hell they're going to be doing to... Uh, I mean, this is a very crowded space. What are they going to be doing to uh, to really push
1: themselves ahead of everybody else? So Mike, my, my, my input on this is... Um, I've always thought that chatbots were going to be commoditized and that this was going to be a feature as opposed to a separate product. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, SmashFly. Plugging in a chat bot into their solution, uh, putting those conversations within their CRM, mm-hmm. putting in the you know all the information um, to me is just the fact that chat bots are a feature, and to 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 make them an actual product standalone is going to be really challenging. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think companies like Olivia, where it's sort of an, a mobile only kind of thing where it replaces text, sort of text recruiting or text messaging um, that it it could work. But I think we're going to start seeing chatbots on every you know every CRM, every ATS, this is just going to be something that everybody has. Yeah,
0: but here's the thing, and I mean, you got you have to have companies like the Alios and in the Canvas and 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 Olivia and Paradox to be able to do this right and to really focus all of their cash in this area and then find ways uh, to be able to monetize it. I mean, that's it might be a feature, but it's a feature that could prospectively sell a much bigger contract right and for Smashfly to be able to say look we're not going to spend a lot of cash on this and try to develop this because all these other guys are doing it really well find somebody who marries up very well with them and then that's i'd like to see it's more than just a feature it's something that will and could and i would assume right now probably is helping sell big contracts
1: yeah i i i, I see it more being one of those checkbox things right like You know, 15, 10, 15 years ago, it was, is your site SEO uh, friendly? You know, are URLs okay? Can Google find your stuff? And that used to be a product. And now it's just everyone has to have URLs that can be read by Google. And then it was, is your site mobile? And you had companies like Jive and we're going to we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to mobilize yeah. your your website. Right. And then all the ATS has said, OK, well, we got to be mobile optimized. And then all those companies went away. To me, this is just the next phase of, of sort of feature that every ATS and whatnots going to have. And all these little players that do it exclusively are going to go by the wayside.
0: But this is so much bigger than that. I mean, you're, you're thinking very shallow no, on not. this. It is totally it's totally because this is also a process methodology piece an engagement piece. So it's so much bigger because they're going to be able to collect more data uh, than I mean, SEO was just to be able to make sure that you were there to compete. This is actually focusing on gathering data and being able to do it uh, in a much better way uh, on the application side of the house or also helping in this case as a recruiting assistant. So it's bigger than those types of features. Was SEO big? Yeah, it was big. Did it help? Companies, yeah, not really in most cases. Um, yeah, they checked a the box. But in this That's, case, this case, and I think it will. I'll add that if if you didn't
1: benefit from SEO, it's your fault. Yeah, I agree. All I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, speaking of a company that definitely benefited from SEO, uh, Recruit Holdings, yes. Indeed, Sugar Daddy, mm-hmm. uh, reported earnings recently. Um, they ain't afraid to no know jobs from Google. Apparently, um, they see they saw an 8.2 percent year-over-year mm-hmm. growth with the company. Um, they called out Google specifically uh, in the report, which I thought was very interesting. They said even though you know the, the pundits, the podcasters are talking about our death by Google, uh, we're not seeing that. Uh, they they claim a 200 million unique visitors per month. Uh, at Indeed, and Indeed is now claiming 120 million resumes. Mm. So uh, they're they're putting on a brave face. And keep in mind that Google for Jobs, I don't think, has even been live for a year. So, to talk about year-over-year year growth is a little bit uh, disingenuous because yeah. Google for Jobs hasn't been around uh, that long. So, we'll see what their growth is next year, year-over-year. Year. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're keeping a brave face. Good for you, indeed.
0: Well, and Google for Jobs isn't even worldwide yet. I mean, there's they're rolling out. And I mean, they just held, they just hit Europe for God's sake. What about a month ago? So, I mean, yeah, Google for jobs is in its infancy and this is all bluster and bullshit. I mean, yeah. Okay. Indeed. I I totally get that you guys are making cash and we've talked about this. Good for you. Continue to make Hey, while you can, and I'm going to beat a dead horse here. I remember when monster was kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, that's not happening today. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that didn't happen because a little bitty site like indeed came and whipped their ass. This is an entirely different dynamic. We're talking about a brand that is in everybody's hand and or browser. And or house. So if you yep. if you want to just kind of push this off, like it's like oh Google for jobs really is not impacting us right now. Yeah, no shit, asshole. Um, that's how it starts. But if you want to continue with this brave face, I would I would assume you should probably continue to do that. But make hay while you can because this day, my friend, will end.
1: By the way, uh, we reported um, some sightings in the wild of. Google putting uh, related searches on their homepage yeah. for jobs searches, yeah. uh, which I have actually seen quite frequently when I go to Google um, these days. And I wrote a little story about an ERE that should come out soon. But, yeah, if Google starts pimping job search on their homepage, then watch watch the numbers go up. Because that is some very valuable real it's, estate, yeah.
0: And not to mention, once again, Indeed is spending a shit ton of cash, and they have to outside of the organic SEO that they they used to uh, be able to enjoy because that's not there as much anymore. You mean they don't have a homepage that like billions of people visit? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And and again, they're not a part of everybody's everyday routine. So I mean, it's
1: it's this is the long game. There's no question. Well, if you're a recruiter job at x should be a destination site for you every day let's hear from those cats and we'll talk upwork and perk spot say that real fast bunch of times
2: how many times has someone said to you we're the uber of or it's the paypal of maybe they're the facebook of in many many cases these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do In the case of JobAdX, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. JobAdX is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of JobAdX's cost per impression, click or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. For direct clients, JobAdX delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30-40% to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus@jobadx.com at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? job ad x has just launched in the uk too
0: instead of i would say yes definitely a recruiter should be checking out job ad x but i mean more on the agency side of the house uh rpos because i mean t- to be quite frank i mean talent acquisition they can't spell programmatic right now they are way too busy doing too much other Come shit. On now. no i mean they that's they, not there nice. no i'm just saying they they are way too busy doing too much other shit it's not that they're not smart it's that they they do a lot of stuff and these uh the rpos the agency staffing firms those guys have a handle on this shit and, and that's one of the reasons why it's their business to do it so uh, definitely you should be uh, if you're an RPO you're an agency uh, you're a staffing company you should definitely be uh, be checking these guys out
1: yeah and if you run a job board yeah. or some sort of publishing oh, yeah. site you should give them a call they can help put some money in your pocket good point Upwork we've been talking one about of my favorite, one of my faves. one of my faves I think I think this this is an, this is an underreported story in our industry yeah, I agree uh, Uh, We talked about them going IPO. Uh, I don't have an update on that, but they released an enterprise solution Mm -hmm. uh, this past week, which I think is just a natural uh, extension of what big companies, small companies, uh, IT departments and other departments are going to do is they're going to outsource contract projects. And it's probably going to be Upwork that manages that whole thing. Uh, In their, in their press release for the announcement uh, they mentioned that uh, Fortune 500 companies, only 28%, I believe. Yeah, 28% of Fortune 500 companies and other notable companies utilize Upwork to find and engage freelancers. Yeah. So they have a long way to go and a long sort of road to sort of snag up some of these Fortune 500 companies. I think they're going to see a ton of growth. Um, I'm not recommending stocks, but depending on the valuation, <laughs> like it might be a pretty good company to get behind going into the future.
0: Yeah, I agree, and and you said on uh, an earlier podcast that you could actually see because again, you got to take a look at the, the the workforce today and how hard it is to try to find people. Being able to take some of these full time jobs and chunk them into projects makes more sense in many cases, uh, and having a person manage your Upwork workforce um that Mm -hmm. could be something that would be happening in the near future might be happening right now and if it is definitely reach out to us let us know we'd like to hear the story but it just makes good sense right you can reach out it's it's on demand it's on demand talent to be able to help you fill specific voids um and and one of the things that i think we have a problem with uh in town acquisition hr is that we've been doing things the same way for so long we can't do them do them differently so this job has mm-hmm. always been a full-time job well bullshit why does it have to be a full-time job how can you prospectively create projects out of that and start a rolling uh rolling freelancers in and out of that and then having a person maybe a part-timer maybe a full-timer who knows um pick up some of the responsibilities to manage yeah. that because it's all about getting the project done it's not getting the project done with a full-timer or part-timer right Yeah.
1: And as companies have a harder time finding, you know, talent to fill these roles, um, contracting globally is going to be a a natural progression of how companies grow. I mean, a marketing department that says, hey, you know, we should maybe be doing something with Snapchat. Right. Like (laughs) this, this is timely because Chad just dropped off a kid at college who only (laughs) conversates or has conversations through Snapchat. So a company that says, who knows anything about Snapchat? Well, I don't. We'll go to Upwork, find a Snapchat marketing expert, Mm -hmm. hire them for an hourly fee and get them to get you up to speed or handle it for you. And when you're done with that, then they're done. You only pay them for the time. You don't pay them health benefits. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a very natural thing that I think is going to happen. Um, I think you're going to see job postings for Upwork manager uh, if there there aren't already mm-hmm. job postings like that. But yeah, I I think keep your eye on Upwork and where this is going. I'm surprised there aren't more freelance marketplaces like this. They they kind of almost have a monopoly. Um, on what they're doing. So I'd I'd be surprised if more companies don't get into it. But uh, Upwork is really one to watch and I applaud their enterprise uh, solution that they launched um, last week.
0: Well, the only way companies are going to start using it is if they start thinking differently about work. That's it. Uh, these startups that are out there today that are incredibly nimble and they know that they have to get things out quickly, they use freelancers, and, and it just makes sense because uh, they are building from from ground zero. Talent acquisition, HR—you've got to start thinking the exact same way. The market has changed, will continue to change, and it's going in this in this in this direction. So,
1: change with it. Yep. Yep. Next story. So we talked about Isims yep. getting cash for an undisclosed sum. Well, there were there were two companies this week. Uh, that did disclose how much they got, and I just want to, I want to, I want to play a new game that I, I don't think we've ever played, and mm-hmm. I'm just doing this on the fly. Sure, uh, let's play Who'd You Rather. Uh, <laughs> this is usually played with, you know, two <laughs> members of the opposite sex, <laughs> you know, pick which one is more favorable. Yeah. Uh, I won't go any deeper than that, yes, but yes. if let's, let's play Who'd You Rather, okay? Our two, our two contestants are Perk Spot. Yes who recently got $50 million in funding. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting because uh, they started as an at-home business in 2006. Uh, they grew organically. This is the first money that they've taken. Uh, they essentially offer companies a way to get perks for their employees, right? So, they, they partner with merchants like AMC Theaters yeah. or Walmart or whatever, Kohl's, and they provide discounts and freebies to employees. Uh, this is pretty smart from a retention recruiting perspective, like come here and we'll, we'll give you free, whatever it's good for merchants because they can get in front of an, an audience uh, of buyers. And it's good for companies because they're offering these things to their, to their yes. employees. It's a pretty, it's a pretty hot market. You see a few players mm-hmm. in this space. Uh, so perk spot is, is our first contestant on the okay. who'd you rather. And our second is clear company, which got 10 million more at 60 million. Clear Company, I know a little less about, but they're essentially an end-to-end CRM, onboarding, benefits like all-in-one solution. Yes. Um, so I guess putting putting those two players in front of you, who'd you rather? Easy, perk spot. And, and the reason being is
0: that the all-in-one companies, the the big-ass systems, they, they don't generally fare well, I guess you can say, especially when it comes through um, to uh, to getting your money back out of that bad boy. Uh, you take a look at uh, applicant tracking systems like an iSIMS that are really focused on one thing, and they're trying to do that great, but they also have a hub to be able to allow other organizations to, to, to tap into their client base and their system. That's something that I think is that has legs versus versus a clear on the perk spot side of the house, though, those guys, it, it's not it's not a really crowded, I would say sector. First and foremost, second, um, this is like I was talking about, like with uh, with chatbots. I mean, this is something that you can be incredibly good at, and you can really make it an incredibly robust set of perks per se. Sell it off, and and I think that in itself, to me, uh, I'd put my money on that
1: side. Uh, I'm going to agree with you uh, in most of the points that you made, but I'm going to go with perk spot for one thing. Yeah, the baby's back. I'm gonna go with millennials as my reason for choosing perk spot because That's this good. business is made for these whiny entitled yeah, millennials good. who think who think they can just go to work and get free movie tickets and free food and discounts on whatever. <laughs> like this business is made for millennials, and God love them. They're taking over. They're, they're making everything you know their bitch, and PerkSpot is, is, is custom-made for a generation that wants free stuff. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's take a quick break and hear from America's Job Exchange, and we'll talk uh, Google, I guess. Imagine oh, that. I love it.
2: America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com.
1: You miss the crying baby, admit it. <laughs>
0: I Yeah, I, I like it better when it's only once a show versus like 16 times a show.
1: For God's sake. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll declare a moratorium on baby crying sound effects. Thank you. To and, and millennials or gen Z have to be attached uh, to the baby crying. <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, G suite meeting rooms. Ooh. This is something that that you got excited about. What's up.
0: So uh, being able to take a look at what Google's doing. So we're talking about the, we're talking about the flank that, uh, Indeed's trying to, trying to, to battle against with Google for jobs. But then we also have the APIs, which we're talking about with Isims. I mean, Google's like everywhere. So they've got the, the, uh, the candidate API, they've got the job search API, but then what's the other arm? It's the hire by Google, right? So yep. Google comes out with uh, these new tools for meeting rooms. And that was funny because Tarquin, who is now heading up, he, he took over, uh, I believe, for, for Bogomil. Um, actually, yep. he he re-shared this. He shared this on uh, LinkedIn and it just automatically made me think, ah, this is this is another step toward enterprise for hire by Google to be able to. Mm-hmm. Not just manage meeting rooms, right? But to also, in this case, um, to be able to take a look at the meeting rooms that are going unbooked and release them so that they're available for other people. And they actually have a study that shows that up to 40% of rooms that have been booked go unused. So now they're putting this out there. I'm starting to kind of connect the dots. Tarquin shares it. And I'm thinking, okay, how long is it going to take for G Suite to start pulling this meeting rooms piece in and
1: integrating it into Hire
0: by Google, going more toward enterprise?
1: So this will be a a virtual meeting room, right? Because what you're talking about is a literal meeting room.
0: I'm talking about a literal meeting room because you have to I mean, obviously, when you have a big company, you only have so many meeting rooms and you have to reserve them for interviews and things of that nature. Right. So this is a management system. I mean, Outlook has one. Google has one. But being able to utilize this uh, for interviews
1: that uh, individuals who are coming on site. But these could be conference rooms as well. correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's pretty interesting because uh, I don't think we've ever talked about it, but Google Google acquired a whiteboard company a while back where uh, everything you wrote on the whiteboard was digitalized and, and archived and recorded. Yeah. So it would be interesting to have meeting rooms that had these smart whiteboards in them and companies could take notes and whatever and have that automatically populate the content of your G Suite management system mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I was thinking it was digital when you first mentioned it. Um, and I, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen uh, Facebook's watch parties? No. What the hell is that? <laughs> no. So these. Are, so for ah. groups, I, I think it's only groups right now, but groups, you know, you can put everything like uh, put a yeah. poll up or put a video or whatever. So they're now having where you have watch parties where you can watch with the group, a video. I'm assuming a Facebook mm-hmm. video uh, but I don't know if you can do YouTube or Netflix or any of those, but it's basically a way. So let's say you're, you're, you, you're like your group of Dungeon and Dragons friends <laughs> there in Columbus. You guys, you guys want to have a, a watch party of, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Uh, you can watch it on Facebook and chat and comment, et um, I, I'm I saw that and I thought, how long is it going to be before? Like uh-huh. company pages, yeah. you know, watch parties, and people who like a company can watch a video about working at the company or certain jobs at the company. Um, I think that's coming. So that's what that, that made sounds, me think about, but totally different, totally different products. And that sounds boring as hell. I think, really? If you wanted to work at a <laughs> yeah. company, oh, you're full of shit. Getting together with friends and watching a video about a company. <laughs> that's totally sad. But to say, yeah, <laughs> to say I really like, you know, X company. And they're going to do a, a watch party about what it's like to be a developer there or what it's like to be a marketer. Like, yeah, that makes, I that. That makes yeah, a I ton of that. sense. But yeah, <laughs> the D and D fans watching game of Thrones is sort of sad. Do you know that shit happens? All right. So do we want to do a Google search homepage update or we want to save that for next week? Let's go ahead and do that real quick. All right. So real quick, uh, we, we talked about Google searches sort of populating Google's homepage. Um, I personally am seeing that very frequently when I go to google.com on Chrome. Uh, If some of you are out there seeing it, we'd love to hear from you and and get your opinion. Um, I can tell you that uh, once you you click the button for a search, it goes to a Google page that's a search for that job query, right? So Mm -hmm. you see Google Google for jobs. They're definitely pimping that. Um, Any company that has great placement on Google for jobs is, is definitely seeing a spike. If this is a, a widespread test Um they're, they're saying on the, the search that it's, it's generated by your search activity on Google, which yeah. I find really hard to believe because I, okay. So the, the four searches that I got, I won't remember all of them, but one was like uh, jobs in Peoria, Illinois, uh, accounting jobs in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I've never even been to those two cities, uh, and the other one was totally unrelated, like uh, entry level uh, construction worker or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so if Google is legitimately putting these up in front of me because of my search behavior, like uh-huh. it's total, it totally sucks. Um, either they have a long way to go on that, or they just want to get those buttons up there to see if people click them. Mm-hmm. And if people click them, they'll get better at making them more relatable. But uh, Google is synod- or, you know Google is infamous for sort of testing these things on their site. Oh yeah. So we may see it go widespread. We may see it gone in a couple of weeks. But it definitely is happening because I see it pretty regularly.
0: Well, you're seeing it and I'm not. So it makes me think that it's in some sort of beta. And it's interesting because, I mean, they have your geolocation. So I can't imagine why they wouldn't be focusing on Indianapolis. But, yeah, again, these things are thrown out there to, to, to really test. Uh, and see if there is any engagement. If there is, then I would see that you'd probably there's more of a,
1: a a mature product that starts to roll out. Yeah. And I'm surprised that it's just jobs, right? It's not other stuff I search, like maybe local restaurants yeah, yeah. or movies, movie times, or even I'm searching sports stuff all the time. Yeah. Like why there isn't, you know, Buckeyes first game review or something that I that I that I see. But anyway, Google has a long way to go, but they're definitely doing this, and it's definitely got to be driving uh, a decent amount of traffic to their job search component. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they're serious about it, then just just warm up the printing press machine (laughs) because the cash is going to be pretty nuts around enterprise employment shit.
0: Well, I, I have to say this episode was a ton more Google than I would have thought it would have been, but it actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think so.
1: Are we out? We out.
0: Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because... Well, I'm extra.
1: For more, visit chatcheese.com.